I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. I'm Alex. And we are the Heroes 3 Plus Alex. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are finishing our look at uh, Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee adjacent media, although arguably a lot of movies are Bruce Lee adjacent by this (laughs) definition, but um, with... Uh, 1980? Is that the year we have on this? Well, it's I feel like, like I saw a couple of years. I've seen 79, I've seen 80, I've seen 81. Uh, I think right. Hong Kong Movie Database lists it as 81. Right. But the movie is Game of Death 2, or sometimes Tower of Death, which is basically a completely unrelated movie to the other Game of Death, except for in the English dub, which tries to kind of connect it. Uh, but it's directed by Ng Si Yoon and stars "quote unquote" Bruce Lee um, and uh, Kim Tai uh, Kim Tai Chung. What what else is yeah. it? Uh, Tong Long, Tong is Long. The other yeah. name, which is like the moniker that he kind of took from Tong Long, yeah. the, the 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 lead from Way of the Dragon. Yeah, um, and Huang Zhong Li, we get to see again. We're, we haven't seen him for a second on the podcast. So, um, and Roy Haran, that's probably most uh, the the biggest kind of comeback hero for us yeah, on yeah totally. and it's like an extravaganza uh, of hong kong stunt performers and so yeah absolutely the occasion to roll out uh the red carpet for our amazing yeah alex so thanks so yeah. much for joining us um, i am yeah I'm, heroes for i'm <laughs> so thrilled to be here to uh pick this carcass clean with the with the three of you <laughs> Dude, yeah. awesome. Yeah, there is the so scraps. much meat on the bone here. It's like, it's yeah, no the, joke. The raw meat that we're carving and eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I was I was describing this movie to um to my brother, Will, and I was saying, like, when I was growing up, whatever was available to, like, read about Game of Death and Game of Death 2, like, told a really simple story usually, which is, like, oh, Game of Death has this sad overtone because it's released and assembled posthumously, but it has all this legendary, you know, performance from Bruce Lee. But then there's this kind of soulless cash-in in Hong Kong Game of Death 2. And I've got to say, like, at least <laughs> if you watch these movies fairly, you really, I think, have to flip that narrative. Oh, um, yeah. I Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, and we kind of alluded to this a little bit at the end of our last episode, but uh, the American version of Game of Death, it's it's so kind of like naked with it, how it's exploiting Bruce, and it's so kind of ineffective and cheap in many of the techniques that they're using, just like in terms of the filmmaking. And um, it really does kind of feel like we finally get a Hong Kong crew that gets to kind of create their own project um, from the ground up with much less material actually to work with of, of Bruce. And I think they assemble a much more coherent, far more entertaining. And this might sound stupid, but actually like more graceful film and something that was coming back into my mind is it's like, if so uh, this film has action choreography by the legendary young Wu Ping. Um, and even by this point that's in his big, career, that's a big help. Yeah. <laughs> huge help. If you think of like his his huge hits by this point, which let's say it's it's just Snake in the Eagle's Shadow and Drunken Master, and 
those both starred Jackie Chan, and playing against Jackie was Yun Woo-ping's father, Yun Su-chen, or Simon Yun. And if you think of those sequences, um, he does such a brilliant job of mixing in where it's Simon and where it's the double, right? And he and many of the other like Hong Kong choreographers of this period are just masters of the camera and choreographing to the camera and they can hide a double like nobody's business. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, I, I don't know, even though it's so obvious, we all know Bruce Lee is like several years deceased by this point. I, I feel like the, the action ends up being much more seamless because they find these inventive ways to, um, you know, have the back to the camera or like, you know, have interesting cuts or playing with the lighting. And I don't know. It's like, you, of course, you have to suspend some some disbelief. But whatever you've, if you've heard some shit about this movie, like, yeah, please <laughs> do yourself a favor and yeah, judge for yourself. Um, this is this is honestly one of my favorites of of the period. I love what you mentioned about uh, Yun Siu Ten. That that idea about having this elderly, I mean, seasoned seasonal film seasoned uh, performer <laughs> right. <laughs> that we have to kind of mask and um, basically kind of block so you you don't notice it as much. Yeah, it's almost like training for what this film is, and I actually feel like. It's 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 kind of weird because all of the stuff I feel like we're going to say a lot of the same things we said from the last movie but in this movie we're saying it in like a loving way which is really <laughs> funny. <laughs> but I yeah what, what what you're saying is true so I think uh, what we've got here is Raymond Raymond Chow um basically with the success of Game of Death he really wanted to do something more and he also had more footage that they could use and uh, a lot of this footage was left over from enter the dragon but you'll see footage from a lot of i mean pretty much almost all of bruce lee's films in this in the same way that we saw it in game of death but it's funny to me because yeah in in a lot of ways this is more spiritually more like a jackie chan film but also spiritually i would say it's more like a sequel to enter the dragon than it is Mm. a game of death because a lot of those setups that they use and yeah even though they're using the the billy low name in the dub like matthew Mm. mentioned yeah in the dub they tie it to game of death by calling the main character billy low which isn't the name that they used in the original audio but yeah you've got huang Zhang li you've got all of the the players that we really love from all these jackie films from this era and it's basically springboarding off of the success of both bruce lee and uh what we had with jackie chan so i think all of that stuff combined really made it so it's I mean, for us, for for Heroes 3, I think it'd be impossible for us not to love this film. (laughs) And I also feel like, and we'll get to how you feel about it too, Alex, but I also feel (laughs) like there's a degree of just like insanity (laughs) in the choices of Mm. where they go with the plot of this film that really kind of makes it, even if the maybe the pacing might get slow in some parts, you're you're introduced to like a crazy idea or I can't believe they're doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it just makes the movie uh, fun for me the whole way through. Yeah, it's like what Ng Si Yuen thinks of as like production value ends up being a lot more like entertaining, even if it's like on the schlockier side. Yeah. Um, but also uh, to note 
much like Enter the Dragon and the like American Assembled Game of Death, it is a very international film. And so kind of atypical for seasonal films at this time. It's like there's a lot of location shooting in Japan and also in Korea, um, along with really like extended sequences at the studios at Golden Harvest. Yeah, this this movie, it, it, it really is. It's all the things that we love at Heroes 3. It's got the incredible, you know, martial arts choreography it's got completely bonkers story (laughs) twists it's got really silly sets lots of extras getting flown away you know random white guys coming in and getting the crap beat out of them you know realistic lion performance yeah oh my god just yeah batshit stuff (laughs) that just comes out of nowhere literally and you're just like what is happening how did someone come up with this (laughs) right it's it's I mean it's it's great it it does remind me of like Snake in the Eagle Shadow mm-hmm. or uh like Dreadnought or some of the movies oh yeah early totally. early on so yeah since we have you with us today Alex can we get what were your first impressions on <laughs> Game <laughs> of Death up. Two sorry man <laughs> so uh I yesterday oh well first I I I've been loving your series so far. Oh, I just want to shout you out on here that you're doing a, you're you're doing great sweetie. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I bought the, the Bruce Lee criterion set when it came out and I watched through all of them and I stopped at game of death because I was kind of like, that's not, you know, that's that's not really, uh, uh, the movie that was supposed to be made from that footage. Um, but then in preparation for this, I went back and I watched, uh, game of death redux, game of death and game of death Two all kind of in one sitting oh Whoa. man amazing um so my brain was thoroughly melted by the end of that um <laughs> but yeah this is, game of death 2 is somehow less cynical to me than game of death 1 right um, yeah that's such a good way yeah. of putting it man there it's it's i mean it's still pretty cynical like it, there's still <laughs> right. something very like um you know like when they like find people like, will a, pay for this yeah yeah, yeah. When they find like a new Tupac verse, they're kind of like, "Oh my god, we gotta get this out." You know, there's some, there's right. something like that. Like, oh, we have, we have yeah. this unused footage of him talking to a monk. Where can we put it in? Let's get some money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is clearly, it feels much more like a tribute to Bruce Lee, even, even one cyn- as cynically made as it is. Because I mean, it's hardly the first you know, Bruce exploitation film at this point. We're in like nine, like the 1980s. It's been going on for about seven years at this point. And I think that it feels more earnest when they, when they cut to footage of Bruce Lee at age like eight or, or 15 or whatever the ages were. (laughs) And they kind of like Iris in on his face and they, and and the caption at the bottom is like, here's what he looked like at, you know, age eight. And like, that feels a bit more genuine to me than like, all right. So we have the footage of him fighting Chuck Norris. Where can we put it? You know, where can we just slap this in? Um, and then cut and away. Like, yeah, we snuck into no his longer. funeral. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, or this or this theater. is literally his dead body yeah. that's going to be in the movie. And they still show it in this one. I don't want to let so, them off that hook. Well, yeah. So uh, uh, it is slightly less mean because I mean, Game of Death one and the American Game of Death seventy eight or whatever. Like 
they still use that as a plot point and then they dig it they dig his body up and they're yeah. like no that was fake like he's still alive it's, <laughs> like it's that, it's it's like it's like a metaphor that flew over their head it, it, of them digging up Bruce Lee's body and 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 it felt that moment to me just felt so insulting like yeah i mean he it, it was the guy who directed enter the dragon right yeah, yep. yeah, Robert Klaus. Yeah, he Robert he Klaus. worked with mm-hmm. him before. He, he yeah. spent time on sets with him, and he's still like, I don't know, man. Like, still cut to footage of his dead body. Like, it's it's really messed up. Yeah. It's like a that's like a gross, gross. No, movie. I I totally agree. Game of Game of Death Two way less gross and a lot more joyful. Um, even if it kind of falls into some of the same traps that I don't think it could avoid just by being Game of Death 2, which itself is a ridiculous title. It's like <laughs> Day the Clown Cried 2 or something. <laughs> you know, like, Game of Death has never finished. Here's Game of Death 2. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, back half's pretty good, though. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's... and we'll. <laughs> Obviously, we'll get into it, but yeah, after, you know, in 30 minutes into the movie, Bruce Lee, Billy Lowe, quote unquote, dies, and the movie doesn't dig up his body like yeah. in Game of Death. Yeah. It's just, oh, you know the guy that was doubling as him that you could clearly see his face? Now, that's his brother. That's the movies about yep. him now. Yep. This guy kind of looks like Bruce Lee, kind of, if you squint yeah, your eyes. Yeah, we have some thin He's- little, like, linkage of, like... We see Bruce, quote unquote, like write a letter to his brother who's, Mm. yeah, he's like an early like internet boy. He's like porn obsessed and stuff. (laughs) He's like trying to, yeah, he's like writing to him like to get on the straight and narrow or whatever. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You need to stop reading all that arrow manga. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, that linkage, that linkage is kind of nice. And also it just feels more honorable, right? It's like, okay, we're going to tell Bruce's story in his coherent of a fashion as we can and then that's over mm-hmm. also to note on the the funeral stuff so there are a couple di- like a lot of hong kong films of this period there are a couple different cuts of the movie so depending on which dvd copy you have you right. might see that funeral stuff or you might not i think right. the i want to say the hong kong audiences that's not in their version yeah i'm glad someone had the sense to take that right. out mm-hmm. yeah i was going to say the version that the carlos shared with me did not have that yeah so. i was gonna oh. talk about that a little bit so yeah I, I shared the hong kong legends version with with you guys but also uh yeah the criterion version mm-hmm. has the scenes in there so there's a couple of scenes and and there's like the scene like the flashbacks to bruce lee as a child actor that they show uh, when uh, towards the beginning of the film, uh, Billy is talking fights, with the, the abbot. The fight scene. Yeah, so then there's also a, a greenhouse fight with Casanova Wong, which is great that uh, I believe that's on the Criterion one. Yeah. And um, yeah. that's right at the beginning of the film as well. And then, uh, yeah, some of the footage from Bruce Lee's funeral also, and that is on the Criterion release. So I think those are like the, uh, that's the like the US version. So then there's a Hong gotcha. Kong version. Yeah, that doesn't have um, any of that stuff. And I believe it, it's actually more complex, the different versions of Game of Death 2 in a lot of ways than the original Game of Death because there are scenes where they'll show like the the beginning when he's talking with the abbot when it cuts to like the uh, the pre-existing Bruce footage there are versions of Game of Death 2 that use different cutaways 
of Bruce. Like, when it cuts to his face, <laughs> it won't be, like, say, from Fist of Fury. It'll be from Way of the Dragon. And, huh. um, yeah, there are, um, I think for, for our sake, we're pretty much, and, uh, just the, either the Criterion or I, and I think 20th Century Fox released a, a, a version on DVD as well. But, um, uh, we're talking about today that Hong Kong Legends or the Criterion release. And I like that we both kind of, looked at different versions i mean all of us did so we can talk about that because uh the way the plot progresses isn't too different they just kind of either yeah. add a little scene like a cut to a different scene or they don't and um and it's I, different I think, english dubs right or am i remembering that wrong um that that i don't know but okay. um i and and as far as the music goes everything's the same too we've got uh frankie chan doing frankie the music chan, yeah. and um i i mean in a similar way with game of death they kind of lean on the theme a little too much but i really think the main theme for uh tower of death game of death 2 is super cool and it, it gives me really yeah, cool like awesome. vibes out of it and they kind of really give you some really cool moments using the scoring in this film Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, we've covered a lot of ground, but I think we can start talking about this film. Yeah. yeah, let's dive into the movie itself. But first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. Set on a quest for revenge, martial artist Billy Lowe travels the world to find villains that have killed his seemingly invincible master, Chin Ku. But Billy rattles one too many cages, and he too falls prey to the bloodthirsty lions that lurk in the shadows. Revenge upon revenge, Bobby Lowe picks up the trail, and as soon as he gets closer to the killer, he discovers the true evils in the Tower of Death. Ung Si Yuen brings you the exciting final story of Billy Lowe, Bruce Lee, Kim Tai Chung, Roy Haran, Huang Zhang Li, and the Yun Clan play The Game of Death 2. Yeah, the movie starts with kind of it's it's uh Bruce Lee the Billy Lowe like writing writing like he's he's writing his his Jeet Kune Do like manual and uh is doing these really silly like little diagrams of people which which I think is kind of cute. Yeah, I love those drawings. But yeah, and that that uh but that's going in with uh with like the opening credits and we see uh, Wang Zhang Li doing his cool technique with like the sword and the screen yeah. and stuff. Oh, also that first uh, freeze frame on Bruce as he like leans back in his chair and then his name that that just looks so cool. I gotta mm. say. Mm. And we start with uh, like it's not even like five minutes in the movie and we get some nameless white guy come in <laughs> to, to fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wang Zhang Li. And that, yeah, his That's name a, I don't think has been recorded for posterity. There's a, a really good commentary in the Hong Kong Legends, dude. And it sounds like it was some local Japanese expat person. <laughs> I thought he looked like Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. Oh, dude, actually, <laughs> we we found it, folks. It, it never mind. Foley, we figured yeah. it out. <laughs> we got him. Yeah. We got him. Um, and I, I also love that he's credited as just Caucasian fighter. Oh, really? <laughs> he does even even in the movie he doesn't get a name. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, mm. I I mean I love seeing Huang Zhang Li doing some awesome kicks, and 
yeah, he, oh, yeah. he looks super good. And we're shooting on lake location in Japan for this. And you're going to see, yeah, like Marty said, there's shots in Japan. There's shots in Korea. And then, obviously, uh, they use the Golden Harvest Studio set for a lot of mm. uh, the interiors. But, yeah, it's a, a really good time. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, Tong Long, uh, Kim Taijong. Um, what I what I think is really cool is that we're going to get to see him. I don't know. I don't know if it's a maybe they didn't use him as well in Game of Death or it's just Yim Woo Ping sprinkling his fairy dust on a performer. But I feel like he looks a lot stronger as a fighter in this film. And we'll, we'll get to see that as the film progresses. Dude, totally. Yeah, I know we've talked about this before where it's like Yim Woo Ping will find a way to really flatter the actor um, mm-hmm. and give them some really juicy material. But yeah, honestly, he looks great in this movie. For instance, there's like a scene uh, coming up in a bit with uh, with Roy Chow the, as the like Abbott and it's like he's not really a martial artist per se either but comes across looking awesome just with a mm-hmm. clever yeah. doubling and camera yeah. cuts and stuff I, I wanted to talk about that greenhouse fight a little bit because um basically Ching Ku Huang Zhanli's character is talking to Billy Lowe and they're basically saying how like we're the best but there's all these people that come and challenge us. What's up with these guys? So in, uh, yeah, a scene that isn't in uh, the Hong Kong Legends version, you get a fight between uh, Kim Tai-jung, who's doubled by Yoon Byu in many instances, uh, against Casanova Wong, who, um, I guess, asterisk, we, ha- we haven't seen him on the podcast yet, but he's an al- also an amazing kicker, and uh, seeing him in this fight is really cool. Um, yeah. but, uh, it, it's basically inconsequential to the plot, but it's still really cool to see the fight. Uh, I have a, I have a question about the fight. Um, so bef- like right before it in the greenhouse, um, uh, which you, you said the greenhouse fight is not in the like Hong, the Kong, Hong Kong version. Yeah. Like at all. Right. They don't show any of that. So there's a few shots in that where they cut to like it looks like old footage of Bruce Lee, but it's like it looks like it's distorted or something. Yeah, like it's just going like the, there's something wrong with the color. I don't know if they like darkened it to make it match the nighttime of the greenhouse, but it's like warp warping in, like a Guy Madden film or something. Um, is is are are those kind of close ups still? Present because it's not the only time in the movie it does it. It does it a few times before. I think those particular close-ups that are in that sequence in the American version, I don't think those exact shots are in the Hong Kong version. And I, I think honestly that might be part of why the scene is cut out because typically it's like absolutely like verboten to cut any action out of like the Hong Kong or like the Asian versions of the movie. So. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, yeah, it's kind of a strange case here, but yeah. yeah, I don't believe those exact shots are in the HK version. Hmm. I didn't notice any shots that stood out to me like that, and I didn't watch. I only watched the Hong Kong Legend one, oh, okay. so I guess I guess not. The I mean, you can definitely tell that they're on like different film stock, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's not quite the like the joke I made last time. It's not quite the late night show cutting between shots. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't quite feel that bad in this. So it doesn't quite feel that bad in this whenever it does show a, a Bruce Lee reaction shot. Right. So that takes us to the the scene with Roy Chow. So he plays the abbot in a similar garb to his Enter the Dragon uh, garb. And um, 
they kind of use that as a way to splice in footage of him talking with mm-hmm. Bruce. And yeah, just a shout out. Don't, don't you think that continuity is like a lot better? And I mean, it's, of course, it's still not perfect, but compared to some of the attempts to like reshoot similar sets in Game of Death One, it's like a lot of this I feel like works. Like the color of his outfits almost correct Mm. and stuff like that yeah and i think that kind of goes into what you were talking about where it's like this industry's kind of already been used to doing that for a lot of (laughs) time so this kind of is a little easier for them and there's just going back to the just how cynically made game of death one is it's like they're just like the reverse engineering shots to exploit footage from other movies like it just in in the in, in Game of Death Two, it's like we have the shot of him talking to a monk. The monk must show up and then talk. Um, uh, uh, in right. in Game of Death One, it's like, all right, we want to use the final shot of uh, 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 of Fist of Fury where he's jumping at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we must rebuild that set of quote rebuild. Yeah. And we're gonna mangle it and play it at like four frames a second. Ridiculous, and, yeah, man. It's just <sighs> yeah. Like I'm not sure which is the worst sin. Like the insult to Bruce's memory or the insult to the audience like in that movie. And it's like, (laughs) I think it's maybe like for me, it's more the stuff that's just like insulting to the audience. It's like, this won't work for anyone. Like, no. Yeah. It's, it's actually, I just, I just realized it's almost the reverse of a lot of like, like modern star Wars things. Cause those entirely rely on, do you remember this Mm -hmm. thing? And this is like, Please don't remember that thing and <laughs> yeah. watch this thing. <laughs> Please don't remember what this shot was actually for in its original yeah, movie. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, so the Abbott scene with Roy Chow, um, I think it's worth noting nowadays, uh, I think kind of the most popular cut of Enter the Dragon has a version of this scene folded back into it. I can't remember what year that happened, but there was like a kind of like special edition of Into the mm. Dragon. And um, so these days, like a lot of folks have seen a scene very like this in Enter the Dragon. But so at, that, that at the wasn't t- in the original? No, the that, that wasn't added until like they did, like Marty said, the anniversary. I think it was like mid to late 90s. And I think it's oh, like wow. one of the yeah. oldest DVDs I own. I think it's from like 90. 90- six or 97 yeah it's like the black clamshell yeah nice um, and that uh, early wave that was finally brought back in the only the version i ever saw always had that character in it yeah i I almost don't know if you can see if you can easily find the original i I suppose in the criterion version that's probably in there but so yeah so at the time this scene i think would have had all that much more uh impact because really no one had seen anything like this um and it's uh, again, to the credit of this movie, it's like it's trying to start off from this place of like grounded in Bruce's character and like philosophy. And, you know, it's arguable how how well the Bruce section of the movie works. But I think to the extent that it is working at all, I think really has to do with like they, they're actually focusing on a lot of like character based scenes. Um, and then there's action happening around the character which I think is pretty smart. Oh, we also kind of blew by. There's a really cool sequence with Yun Biu and Yun Chunyi and Roy Chow in quotes, um, like fighting with these staff and it looks awesome, but you can also tell they're like really cold. Yeah. And Roy Haran said it was like kind of wintertime in, in Tokyo at this time, but yeah, some really great fighting there too. I also really like that there's like these pigeons that are flying around in the background. It kind of adds a little <laughs> yeah. atmosphere to it, but there's a funny little thing where, 
uh, Billy shows up and the abbot it kind of notices the atmosphere changes before he shows up. And uh, yeah, he has a really funny line, something like, Abbot, the pigeon sensed your presence, but I'm afraid their swift departure is the sign of a bad omen. You must take care. I shall take your advice. <laughs> I love that. Do- the dove line for that is really good. <laughs> but that leads into the Enter the Dragon footage, yeah. And what, what he's basically telling Billy Lowe in this version is that he should try to contact his brother because his brother seems to be losing his way or something. And um, that leads to what you were saying earlier, Marty, about Bruce going to his brother's room and finding, like, it's like... Chinese Kama Sutra. <laughs> yeah. And then he finds like all this pornography. And, like, magazines and stuff too. Yep. Yeah. And they splice in more unused footage from Enter the Dragon here where Bruce was in his study. And um actually there's kind of a, a clue to um some some other unused stuff from Enter the Dragon because when you see Bruce enter the room, he grabs at one of those yellow geese. So you remember on Han's Island, there were the karate gi squad and like the, the one rung up were like the yellow guys. And the, um, actually remember when Lee enter, when he shows up for the tournament there, the guy's giving him a hard time because he didn't wear his outfit. So now you see that Lee in enter the dragon was supposed to be one of the yellow karate gi guys. So that's kind of cool. Not long after that, we find out that uh, Huang Zhongli's character has died in giant air quotes, and <laughs> uh, and and that's what what's this footage from with with Bruce Lee like? This is also unused. The... Uh, Enter the Dragon footage. I don't know if you remember right. when I, before it flashes to Angela Mao's death, her flashback. Um, you mm-hmm. see that um, Lee's character is talking with. I, I guess they kind of make it seem like his servant. And he's talking mm-hmm. to him about that, but they use some extra footage that they didn't use in the final version of Enter the Dragon here for this conversation. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, because cool. you can see he has like a tear running down his face, mm-hmm. and it's they use that like, oh, it was he was for his his master Huang Zhenli mm-hmm. Chinku. Yeah, so that's kind of it's kind of funny too. And then yeah, it, it pushes us uh, pushes us into J- Japan footage. So you see like nightlife in Japan, and uh, what he's doing is Billy has traveled to Japan to find Chinku's uh, like illegitimate daughter, who he ends up seeing in a uh, uh, nightclub. She's like a singer, and he has to like trying to get information out of her about who could have killed his master. Can we get some gifts of the tenor sax player? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I just, I have to say, I, I love the aesthetic of 80s Japan mm. and like Dude, 70s totally. into 80s Japan. And it's, I, I, I don't know. There's something about it that just feels so like, I don't know, cozy in a weird way. It's, sure, I don't know sure. how to describe it, but, but yeah, where it's like all the lights and all the signs and stuff everywhere, and I don't know. I just I love the way that it looks, and I, I, I get this weird feeling every time I see it. You get a full dose here, dude, and it's really smart too because they they lean into kind of like the low light and neon lit like environment to yeah. to do more like obscuring, you know, of like the Bruce character, and it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. We all know what's happening, so it's like they're, it's not really going to totally work, but. It doesn't, 
I feel like it doesn't bump you, you know? I, th- I think it's interesting, too, because we get a couple of moments here where they kind of use it in a stylish way. So um, what yeah. happens is uh, Billy meets up with Chinku's daughter in her dressing room, and he's asking her about information, and she tells him that he left her a, a videotape, some film, and just as he gets that film, we've got another fight that breaks out. So you've got some masked goons that show up. And um, here we get a lot of Yumbu, and I think this fight is is really cool. But you've Dude, got so these, good. like, uh, yeah, st- uh, strategic shadows. But also you get uh, Billy. Kicking out the light. Yeah, he does this yeah. axe kick to kick the light out. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, like, set it up. Yeah, like, man. that's a really cool way to set up the goofy, uh, you know, contrivance of shadowing the character yeah exactly if you, it's it's like if you you've paid us with a stunt so we're like okay i'm totally on board with that compared um, to uh game of death one where he's standing on that staircase outside and and, and he's talking to his girlfriend and he's like no yeah. i'm not comfortable with my appearance right now <laughs> i have to stay in the shadow yeah. <laughs> yeah or the fake beard the fake beard the, is yeah, what so makes that shouldn't uh, be a movie <laughs> movie should be a, yeah they should shoot every copy of that movie into the sun yeah the, the movie the movie's so bad we're talking about it in two episodes <laughs> yeah that's Sorry, not talking no, about you're, it. no you're good you weren't on that episode so yeah. <laughs> but in the in the realm of things that are so good um an- oh yeah another part like another aspect of the action sequences in this movie that a little bit of break in form is we've got some awesome like um, high speed slow motion stuff. Um, and there's a, there's a sequence in this fight. Um, and it's Yunbu doubling, well, actually a couple, there's one, like he does this amazing slow-mo kick and then one where he's like running up on the desk and back flipping over the dude. And so good. That stuff is so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes care of these goons. Yeah. And it, he, he runs out into basically it's like a little set, but it's like a street and, uh, you get another (sighs) really fun brawl here. This This is like an interior in golden harvest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this alley fight's so good. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like I mean it's I means you will ping in the eighties, so like <laughs> it's it's gonna be pretty good. Um but like there's just all so much of the moves have so much like power to them. You'd like Yun Bu's doubling a bunch and he's doing all these crazy kicks and flips and it looks so good. Mm. And, and he's got that bag in his hand or whatever, which is like always adds a cool I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh sure, yeah. It's like that extra, that extra layer. The Yun Ping signature of, of like, yeah, I'm gonna toss mm-hmm. a move, and I'm, I'm gonna toss the bag and do a move and then catch the bag. Like yeah. you see yeah, that yeah, yeah. a handful of times in this movie in different ways, and yeah, yeah totally. it's not fun. Yeah, what? And what then we, we should cap say, it off with that car stunt. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah, kidding. what we should say <laughs> is that you're you're not gonna get a lot of Bruce isms, even though you know this is a Bruce exploitation. Yeah, the 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 language of the action is definitely more in line with Yun Wu Ping style than a Bruce Lee style. It's better yeah, for it's it. Definitely yes. it's definitely picking yeah. up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. It it tries to be its own thing instead of just doing another thing over again. So it's just doing <laughs> Bruce phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we we t- <laughs> we said that you know like a lot of the things that make all of these Bruce Lightations fall flat is that they're really trying to capture what made Bruce awesome. And I mean, honestly, that can't be done without Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to sound they're, like they're trying, no- they're trying to do what made Bruce Lee cool, except for Bruce Lee, <laughs> right? Except for the guy that's cool. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Like, I hope this doesn't sound too like tech bro or whatever, but it's kind of like 
Bruce's approach to action cinema, it's like, it doesn't really scale. It needs him. It's like, you can't hand that over to somewhere, someone else. Whereas like what we're talking about with like the Peking opera style and like Yun Ping and his brothers, it's like, they're so good at making like, at flattering everyone and, and making, making folks look cool is like what they've got. And I mean, that's like a formula at the heart of like this golden harvest Renaissance in the late seventies and eighties. And it's like, it worked with so many screen performers, folks with martial arts background, folks without any martial arts background. And I'm sure philosophically that probably would have gotten under Bruce's skin because he really was, I think a martial artist first Mm -hmm. and like a filmmaker second, but I don't know. It's, it's also led to this incredible body of work that like, you know, we all love. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're, we're moving forward a little bit now and we get to see another Japanese location shoot and there's a, a temple here. And actually it's pretty easy for me to find this temple because the Tokyo tower is like huge. Yeah. You can behind. literally yeah, see Tokyo tower yes. right yeah, behind yeah, it. So. It's, it's, it's the, it's the Zojoji temple. And uh, so they were able to actually rent out this notable temple. It's like one of the most notable in that area. And um, uh, they're having a uh, funeral for Chinku and, um, yeah, you mentioned the commentary, and I, I'd highly recommend it, too, if you could track it down. Just to hear Roy Haran talking about his time on the film, yeah. there's so much information, and you really get a good perspective oh, yeah. on what it was like uh, for him uh, at this time and in his life. he has a pretty life. sharp memory. Oh, of, yeah, yeah. He, shoot, he kills like it. super valuable. Yeah. Yep. So one- yeah, it was cool. I, I listened through listening through the commentary and then also listening through an interview he did where he talked about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, those are he, he just said the same story because, yeah. you know, I guess he, between those two times, he still remembers it just as well, which is yeah, that's, that's awesome. always nice to see. Yeah, he has a funny little anecdote about the uh, the monks in <laughs> the this monks. temple. Yeah. So they were real monks that they used in the footage. But what they didn't understand is when they would like cut, they would start a chant and they wouldn't stop the chant because they said, hey, this is our ceremony. This, this is, is our sacred process. To us. Yeah. process. <laughs> and he's like, no, but we're we're not we're shooting a movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and, and if you've like been around any like Buddhist or like Hindu chanting, like often they're quite long like six seven minutes oh man yeah i i can i can tell you that because i've in my time i've worked uh events and some of them were indian weddings and oh man (laughs) those are not short (laughs) marty probably (laughs) knows firsthand (laughs) yeah i know there are some very long like shulkas and stuff but the other thing that i think i i wanted to say real quick is that in uh in 2008, I, I went to Tokyo and we visited Tokyo Tower. So it was me and a couple of my friends. And um, it was like, I think it was during a weekday. So there's like a lot of school groups around and we're up in the like the viewing like floor in Tokyo Tower. And all these kids wanted to like take pictures with me and my friends. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Like they they were i i feel i told my friends i was like i feel like i'm part of a scavenger hunt <laughs> oh, dude. it was really funny did you ever american guy like, american guy i didn't i didn't ask him anything and i the other thing i remember about this real quick is that and the lower level there's like a like a food court slash like entertainment area and there was an arcade in there and they had this like <laughs> it was like a resident evil like 4d 
ride nice. where it was like oh nice all you, you sat down in an arcade cabinet but it but you paid like two dollars or something and it was like a movie but it would like blow air at you yeah and yeah. whip your feet like i remember there was a part where there were like rats zombie rats that ran out and they would whip my feet i thought that was really funny <laughs> that's my that's my tokyo tower experience that's funny. <laughs> um but yeah so uh billy is snooping around during this ceremony and he actually goes to the back and sees um like where chinku is laid out and he goes to investigate but he's blocked by some goons and i actually recognize one of the goons from uh dreadnought and um i think he was in yeah in drunken master you'll you'll see him he's like the other big hong kong guy you know the one that isn't bowl yeah pretty much so um that that's pretty cool but he doesn't he isn't able to uh, observe Chinku because he's still kind of suspicious of what's going on. And I mean, in a similar way with Bruce, like we mentioned during Fist of Fury, it's like, how could he have died when he was like so young and healthy? You know, one of these situations. But among the crowd, you see like a lot of foreigners in this crowd. And at first, when you're seeing it, you're like, wow, these guys look really goofy. But um, later in the film, <laughs> you find out like as the whole like plot unravels you find out that these guys were placed there uh for a reason but now we get an insane scene with a helicopter and a casket guys are you ready (laughs) yeah we also we also get glimpses of roy haran's character oh yes yeah the the most notable of our foreigners here yeah Yeah. and i think that yeah i i really do want to celebrate roy haran a lot in this episode because in 2021 he passed away and he's just kind of a shining light whenever you'd see him or hear him talking i i always just really enjoyed hearing him yeah. talk so well and he also was like he was more pivotal behind the scenes than i think a lot of us used to realize like he was really involved in seasonal films like on the distribution side and so he he would weigh in even on like script things and on kind of like business production side of stuff yeah and like uh market yeah, market sh- like placement and stuff like yeah, totally. So yeah, cool. really big figure and like a kind of noted um, student of Huang Zhengli. So I'm sure yeah, we linked he, he to the instructional a, videos before where they're like all wearing jeans and throwing down. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It, and he, he tells a couple of, of pretty crazy stories about Huang Zhengli too in oh, the man, commentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if we haven't shared that uh, instructional video, I'm sure that it's probably on YouTube still, but I'll, I'll link to that too. Because yeah, he, yeah, he produced yeah. like a martial arts instructional video with Huang Zhengli and actually uh, Wang Shengleng, one of the students of uh, oh, yeah. of Ipman and uh, one of... Uh, uh, some people say like they're the real like teacher of Bruce Lee of Bruce, when it came yeah. to Wing Chun, but yeah, yeah. I mean, besides all of that, we've got yeah, we've got the outdoor funeral where they're gonna lay the casket in the grave, and out of nowhere, a helicopter shows up, and uh, the helicopter <laughs> like has a crane game, like a crane yeah. game, which <laughs> actually, yeah. I also got to shout out Alex because he's like one of the most skilled crane game players that I know. <laughs> oh, no joke. Really? Yeah, no, dude. Stop. Yeah, you know, you know you're good, dude. Like, it's crazy how good you are. There At MAGFest, there was a there was a crane game tournament, right? Alex, do you remember that crane game tournament? I do. I didn't enter, though. Oh, man. We were really close to, to joining that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Could have um, taken that whole convention. Y- 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what <laughs> happens in this scene is that the crane game, he picks up the, mm-hmm. the casket and Billy Lowe makes chase and he actually grabs onto the the helicopters, like the carriage, and um he gets killed. He gets assassinated. They throw a dart in his neck and he falls to his death <sighs> and that's there's a there's a great dummy on the helicopter as well. <laughs> oh, beautiful! Wait, I love I love me a good dummy. This is one of the most insane scenes ever shot. <laughs> I don't think we're doing this justice. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely not. It's it's okay. I assume they've just run out of Bruce Lee footage or something, right? If we're thinking like a producer yeah. here, it's like yeah, all right, totally. you know, he talked to the monk. You know, we're we're getting pretty sure here. We still got to finish this movie. Um, how are we going to kill off this character who's notable for fighting people? And it's like, okay, <laughs> helicopter, <laughs> casket, yeah. crane yeah. game. Yeah, you can't fight gravity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the one obstacle he couldn't overcome, a crane, yeah. a, 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 fl- a floating casket. And it's, it, it's like, it feels... It's subtext because it's a casket. Yeah, it feels insane. I felt insane watching it. <laughs> it yeah, and in a way, I just I had like a sigh of relief where it's like, okay, now we don't have to keep yeah. cutting back That's to That's honestly kind of what I was thinking. I was like, oh, cool. It's 30 minutes in of this, you know, hour 23 movie. They're just going to completely drop Bruce Lee yeah. and do their own thing. And, okay, and, cool. And which is the Which is the correct thing to do. Yes. Yeah, totally, totally. It's just a weird, yeah, you're right. It's a weird direction to to go. You, you, you don't got enough footage to, to do like a Paul Walker kind of thing, you know? <laughs> right. you, you get him yeah, out you, early. Yep. You can't have him drive in the distance, so. <laughs> yeah, man. But the thing, yeah, um, that we also love is that, yeah, Kim Tae-jung plays Bobby Lowe, the, the brother that we haven't yeah. seen up to this point. So it's a very smooth transition in the film. (laughs) And it also feels like the other honorable piece to that, it's like, how unfair is it for him as an actor to have like carried the bulk of the Hollywood version of Game of Death, but like (laughs) completely be covered up and in shadow and like unnamed. So yeah, there's something that feels kind of karmically nice about it's like, okay, yeah, we can take the filters off and we'll actually look at you now. And we get a a shot of him arriving in Japan. And actually, yeah, it's pretty funny because we're not going to get like the shots of Bruce from other films anymore. But we're actually still going to get a lot of like parallel lines from other Bruce Lee movies. So um, when you see uh, Tong Long here arriving, he's wearing like basically the same suit that Bruce is wearing, like at the beginning of Enter the Dragon when he gets yeah. to his like um, the, the the grave site, and then when he's talking to Braithwaite about like his mission, it's basically yeah, the same yeah. the same suit that he's wearing here. Which I almost wonder if they originally were going to be using this as a scene and cutting between it with with footage from Enter the Dragon, and then they just dropped it, <laughs> kept the same outfit because like I could see that. Yeah, and as you that, make, as you that makes as much sense as anything else in this. Yeah, as you right. see it go. As the movie plays out, you're going to see sets that are reminiscent of other Bruce Lee films, too. And, yeah, you have to wonder if they were kind of just 
setting those chess pieces in case they wanted to do something like that. But I, I yeah. think it's 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 kind of like a Easter egg for Bruce Lee fans in the way that it's delivered here. That's nice. I, yeah. I, that's yeah, how I kind of felt yeah. about it. I thought it was like they're gonna do like a tribute to that kind of movie he was in. Yeah, um, totally, rather than totally trying to hide the fact that he's died and yeah. not on set anymore yeah so because also yeah. yeah like the composition of these shots are not trying to obscure mm-hmm. you know faces or anything like that either yeah. and it leads us to this uh scene like i was mentioning the braithwaite kind of film footage scene instead of looking at han and his men now he's seeing it's actually won uh, the makeup uh, academy award for its year <laughs> oh yeah you like that <laughs> that's, that's, that's the old yeah, guy oh man he's my favorite I, uh, I try to get yeah, my eyebrows oh, see, like that's that. That's the one I meant. Yeah, that's actually not his real facial hair. That is that's makeup. <laughs> oh really? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but you see the uh the what is going to be like the 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 tower of death or like the the temple of death that they're showing now. You they're they're now they're showing you Huang Zhang Li and Roy Haran's characters. They know each other, and then they also show uh, who you find out is. Uh, Roy Haran. It's like the beginning of their like boy band music. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a kung fu boy band. I love them playing mm-hmm. to the camera though, because they're even in this like footage, they're doing some really cool like handwork, like to the point of view of the camera, and I I think that looks mm-hmm. really cool. And um, you also see who you find out is Lewis's servant, who um is like basically like his right hand man. That's my joke. Uh, he only has he one. He only has one R. Head to chat. And we get uh, following that, you know, we're, now we're taking to the temple itself and mm-hmm. you get a really cool introduction to Roy Haran here. Yeah. With uh, he's got like. Yeah, he's he's a lot more of like a, a proper like character in it than in uh snake in the evil shadow yeah like, yeah totally he's a proper villain with proper introduction and like well and he's allowed like, to have a lot of like martial arts prowess where I yeah think in some of his other roles he's just supposed to be this like white menace kind of mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. here it's like i mean i think it's really some of um roy's best like martial arts work that was like captured to film oh yeah and yeah. he gets this awesome white jumps no or not white jumps like track suit on yeah, yeah yeah and he gets these really great like cartoon villain lines <laughs> like when uh bill or yeah, bobby low awesome. first shows up yeah it's bob bobby Lowe bobby low yeah. you're right he's uh, <laughs> master there's a bobby low to see you. bobby low could he be billy low's brother i wonder what that little punk wants with me Tell a valet to show him in. Right. Oh, maybe it's about Billy's death. I love all those lines are so fun to me. <laughs> <So good. laughs> Bimmy low. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and these are uh, at this point where these are locations uh, in Korea and yeah, really cool. Um, yeah. Kind of production value here. We got to talk about these animals, man. So yeah, yeah, he has he has all kinds of animals in this place because at first at one at one point he just has a monkey with him, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. which is actually he's pretty cute. The monkey's just like hanging on him, mm-hmm. and I love the monkeys in like a different spot every time it cuts back. To yeah, <laughs> the monkeys um, like in they're... the truck while they're driving through the like like the yeah. lines. Yeah, is it like safari thing? The like yeah. set from yeah. Roar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. 
Um, and there's also these like peacock things flying in and he says something about there being lions and like the losers get fed to the lions. Mm. Um, we get to see his like little safari thing where the lions are like kind of climbing around. <laughs> yeah. Roy had that freaky story. Oh, it's so like, good. Yeah. 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 Where he like, wasn't he like, was like feeding the lions like meat through the bars. And at one point yeah, and he, he like, got a little more kind of casual with it where ooh. he was starting to put his like arm out. And then he just happened to look behind him when he was about to do it. And he saw like one like lion was like staring dead at him. And then there was another from another angle. staring dead at him. Like they would <laughs> yeah. probably like ripped him out of there. Um, yeah. Cause I, they said that this is, I guess the van, this is not something that the public would do, but like, the um, it's like the trainers like the like zoo the yeah the zoo workers or the trainers or the staff yeah. would use this vehicle to feed them so like somehow they got permission um That's to like nuts. put this scene together so. and i love how there's like the in the in the cab footage and you can see like these shots with the lions hopping up and you can tell that everybody's <laughs> acting but they're also like terrified like you see them like <laughs> lean back when a lion jumps up but they just yeah. still deliver and again the, the production value it's like i just uh, love this like there's this hong kong spirit which is like okay we'll ask for a couple favors and get something on camera that's so much more interesting than like you you hollywood dudes yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, most dangerous yeah. stunt in the movie <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Roy Haran had a story about actually they he was when he was scouting for this film, he went to oh, Italy yeah. and there was a like a lion oh, my God. trainer that they were actually considering trying to get a lion to use in the sequence that we'll see later on. And uh, like as in a martial arts opponent. In, in a fight, yeah. And um <laughs> so the the trainer basically had I know, right? <laughs> They had Roy stand behind, like, basically chicken wire, and he sent the lion out, and Roy immediately knew there's no way somebody can react in a situation like this. Yeah, he's like, the lion moved faster than, like, any opponent, like, yeah. you've ever seen. But yeah. just they, the mirror. Like, the Indiana Jones and the snake with the... Uh, the glass. The, the yeah. sheet of glass in between them or something. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. that would have been awesome. Just the mere <laughs> idea just... that they were, like... Yeah, like yeah, we can try this out. They didn't immediately think, no, what are you talking about? It's a lion. <laughs> Lions are famous for eating people. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I feel like a, an Italian would have done it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah there's some... Through with it anyway. There's some, <laughs> some Django sequel that probably has a lion eating a person. And, hey, <laughs> keep it in. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Alex, because like even when there was the shot with all the peacocks flying down, the the way that the it's scored has like this very Italian cinema, like oh, yeah, real kind totally. of scary tone to it. I keep a lot of specially trained peacocks. They obey my every command. Peacocks obeying your command. <laughs> remarkable that was like that's that's what i think of so yeah i i love that you you, you thought of that too <laughs> so there's some there's some people that that come in to kind of like try to kind of step to roy Haran. um then did anyone else think they looked kind of like hobbits when they were walking in <laughs> totally because like, <laughs> like they have these these yeah. these like cloaks they're walking through the woods it's just it's so different from anything else in the movie <laughs> <laughs> oh dude 
we're never gonna get <laughs> that, Marty. Like, Sorry. Yeah, Hong Kong. I know you're sad about that now. <laughs> oh, Hong, a Hong Kong knockoff of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we'll have oh, to man. search. Too late to call Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> switch it up a little bit. <laughs> um, so you know your shitty idea for a TV show. Throw all that out. <laughs> Um, but we, the show will probably be fine. We we do uh, get another really great fight sequence here. <laughs> Jackie so. Chan is Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Oh man, We're Chris really... Tucker, Sauron. <laughs> oh dude. Yep. Oh. Sorry. The, sorry. the most the most specific fake trailer I could ever make. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, th- these guys get handled by uh, Roy Haran and his assistant too. Um, yeah. And uh, I think uh, fight wise, so Samo wise game. Che- okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! No, he writes itself. Oh my folks. god! We have to make this. Wow. <sighs> I don't know what to say now. Get me China on the phone. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry totally derailed but this is a this is a cool fight though it's we great. really do no uh, I, I do want to talk about it because yeah it's it's um we get to see roy like really in action here um he is crazy in this he is hopping all over the place doing like this like tiger style like slashing at them with his like his his hands are like claws um some great doubling with him like you know doing some like flips and and jumping off the ground and stuff um, and uh, I love the reaction shot after he kills one of the guys. You can kind of see Bobby in the background kind of giving like a yeah. kind of face. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shots in the movie. Yeah. And actually, there's a couple moments in this film where they use wires to show like uh, a strike. Like you'll, they'll use wires to pull an opponent to fly him back. And yeah, the last strike that he lands on the second opponent he gets yanked really far out and it looks really cool and dramatic. And yeah, there was a there's a story on the commentary where Roy says, and actually in the interview, which we'll link to, um, he was fighting the the second guy and he actually knocked him out with a roundhouse kick. Yeah, so Roy Haran, uh, I mean, I think he just looks awesome in the scene and his shapes that he makes and the 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 like anger in his face. And, um, uh, yeah, like we were talking about, he, he basically knocked a guy out. Um, and, um, he has a really kind of a funny story about me- oh, encountering yeah, that man right. later in life. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they remembered each other and it was kind of like an awkward meeting in, in, in the middle yeah. of a business meeting. But, uh, I thought that yeah, was it's always, funny. it's cool whenever you can point to like a very specific scene and it's like, like, like in that, that classic. Uh, in um the road warrior where the the extra like hits his ankles and like spins around oh and it's like oh that guy (laughs) shattered he shattered his ankle bones yeah and you can see it in the film because it's a great take this is a wild shot and and in this like you can see him actually kick a guy and actually knock him out yeah um it's 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 pretty cool and again it's that it's that hong kong like what like what are we not going to use it? It's a great take, right? <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, following that, we get a little another little nod to Enter the Dragon, where yeah. we've got uh, Bobby Lowe sneaking around at night. It's a day for night shot, but this actually kind of leads what <laughs> it leads him to. <laughs> you can never tell. Uh, he ends up fighting a mysterious stranger in this uh, 
this guy. It, it's kind of like early Crouching Tiger vibes. Oh yeah, episode. totally. I I really like that comparison. It's it's very similar. And he rips his mask off, and then he runs off without seeing who it is. But he's got his suspicions, and actually he encounters uh, Lewis at the end of this segment. And then uh, following that, he's like, well, we'll talk about this in the morning. And we get another one of my favorite Roy Horan scenes where um, this Bobby This is the freakiest will... stunt in the movie. That, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So Bobby is, uh, he comes to breakfast and you see Lewis here and he's eating like a slab of raw meat. And not only raw that, lamb, but I he's guess. also, yeah, he says in the commentary that this was raw lamb that they had to make him eat for take after take after take. <laughs> and yeah. they they originally wanted him to be drinking chicken blood. And he said, like, no way, man, I'm going to get put in the hospital. So they were able yeah. to make like a concoction, like to make to, to make it look like he's drinking blood. But I also feel yeah. like that in itself is kind of an Easter egg for Bruce Lee fans, because one of the things like people would always say is like Bruce Lee, when he was doing all his crazy exercise experiments like they he'd have the electrical nodes on his chest like tweaking his muscles they also mm -hmm. said he'd like drink straight up drink beef blood when he was in uh the middle of his kind of crazy uh diet experiments so i feel like you it, it isn't too far of a reach and it actually makes it a very dramatic scene in this film so i kind of kind of like that but it, i mean it's also funny because it, roy haran became like a very strict vegetarian yeah. <laughs> later in life oh yeah nice perfect it looks like 70s like movie blood too dude it, like it doesn't look yeah. like real blood it looks like movie like that blood. bright red yeah i yeah. love it it was the Shaw Brothers, like, co-production. Yeah, they, they stole it from the Shaw Brothers <laughs> studio. Yeah. And then this leads to, like, my favorite, like, non-action beat in the movie. Like, when Roy's character, he's, like, describing the Tower of Death. And he leans over and there's this little, like, statuette. Um, and then just when he flips it upside down. I don't know. It's, like, mm. it sticks with you kind of a thing. It's great. And you've it's also... down got tower. Yeah. <laughs> it goes down. <laughs> You've got the mysterious servant and uh, Bobby is kind of airing his grievances with Lewis saying, hey, uh, what do you know about this guy? And I kind of suspect him and uh, I think that maybe you're not safe. It's punctuated by that servant entering the room and asking him to leave. And that leads us into another crazy segment of the film. Yeah. Dude, this, yeah. Steamy, steamy town. Yeah. Yeah. Because this he's. uh Bobby is, is like kind of training in his room and this out of nowhere, random white lady comes in <laughs> and, and she's like, you know, like seduces him and like just takes off and she's just completely naked. Got some great seventies Bush, you know, mm. yeah. it, was, it was the style of the time. Um, classic. and so <laughs> classic. So <laughs> finding anything about this woman was impossible. <laughs> Yeah, because isn't it crazy? She was like not really an actress. According to yeah. according, I actually part of why I turned on the uh, the commentary was to see if they said anything. And Roy Horn couldn't remember anything. He said that she was just like there were just like ladies that would like kind of come around to the like there were like Western ladies that wanted to like break into like modeling or worked in clubs and stuff like that in Hong Kong mm. and would just like get jobs there. And she was just one of the ladies. Uh, but apparently her name is Miranda Austin. And oh, dude, if you try looking find. up if you try looking up information about her, 
the only thing is that she was in Game of Death too. Damn. <laughs> and literally nothing else. It's crazy. So I hope you know if if, if Miranda's still around, I, I hope she's yeah. She's reach out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Heroes number three podcast at gmail dot com. I would love <laughs> to hear from you. Um. But yeah, and, and, she, and then unfortunately Miranda gets upstaged in like a second. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah, because she's she turns out to be like this, like this assassin, and and Bobby. Have you guys of... seen that movie called The Wizard of Oz? Like, it is like that because remember, like his first introduction when Dorothy and them come on him, he does like a couple of like little tumbles. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Um, it's, oh my God. it's like that kind of costume, but with like a a two like a properly to scale lion head mask. Um, so yeah, this is the thing we were alluding to earlier, where like it's basically a kung fu fight versus a lion. Um, sadly, we didn't pull the trigger on the real lion. And yeah, yeah. So we just got a guy got. in a suit. <laughs> this is just as good. <laughs> and I, oh I my had god, to, like, that's that's the hardest I laughed watching the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I had to watch it like a couple of times because I was like, I swear those eyes are moving around. It looks really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep believing man yeah totally there's there, there's a joke there i was gonna say something like they got this from the set of the shining or something <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I, I could i could i couldn't quite get it out fast enough sorry <laughs> um but yeah and that and that's after in this in this scuffle the the lady ends up getting impaled on the thing she was trying to kill bobby with and that's just another bonker scene that just kind of comes and goes in the movie yeah right and then i mean we're still kind of we don't know who this mysterious assailant is but we see them again and now they're reaching towards lewis so it, it, the whole time you're encountering lewis and you see him doing all these things they you, he's kind of coded as a villain but you don't really kind of feel like for a motivation or anything. And now you see in this film that uh, Lewis is assassinated by that masked man. So, um, I mean, we're talking about a Hong Kong movie with like real convoluted plot, but it's kind of a cool turn where you're like, Oh crap. Like I didn't think he would die, but it's yeah, also it's kind like, of like, Oh, I like Lewis. Yeah. 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 I was kind of sad cause I want to see more, more Roy Haran, but yeah, he, yeah. he's, he's, he's killed now. And that's kind of gonna push us pretty towards. brutally. Yeah, yeah. He gets hung in his bedroom, and he gets like kind of gutted. So now Bobby's really suspecting this uh, uh, the servant here, who I think at one point they call him. He's son. like something's not quite right. Naked yeah. white lady, full size <laughs> lion. My host was impaled. Yeah. Yep. Don't they and flash I, back to that scene too? Well, I was gonna they say do. I yeah. love it too. Yeah. We get the I'm Hong Kong off. thing yeah. where we just yeah. basically recap the last ten minutes of the yeah. movie yep. in a flashback. Yeah, but I put in my I put in my notes. Good old flashback to a scene we just watched. For real? Yeah, <laughs> that would be if there's a Hong Kong cinema like drinking game. That would be a a benchmark yeah, that's, on that. Yeah, that's that's a square in the bingo for sure. <laughs> Yep, it's a free space. He uh he confronts this like servant guy once again, and he decides to 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 fight him, and he like puts one arm behind his back to to make it fair. Yeah, and and at, over the course of this fight, uh, we find out he actually does have the other arm. Not um, only is he, it he, like, another slowly. arm, but it's like a gigantic hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I love. 
He's got like a super hand that he's been hiding. Yeah. Oh, dude, we got a gif where he, like when he puts the sunglasses on the dude's face and then punches him and then gets him back. Really great. Yeah. Yoon Woo Ping choreography. That's very Yoon Woo Ping. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so now it's just kind of now it's just it. the rest of the movie is kind of just Bobby killing everyone here. Because <laughs> um, he, he finds that there's like this like underground lair and uh like he has to fight off the dudes to get to it the movie takes a real turn and i kind of love it it gets it gets really logan's run with it oh dude kind of yeah and also the 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 lair kind of looks like the lair in enter the dragon Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah i i feel like i would have heard if it was but it almost wouldn't shock me if it was just the same set that they just used in a different angle or something i would believe it I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it'd been like seven. I mean, it'd been almost a decade. But um, I actually, but- I, since since we have Alex here, this whole sequence. So we've got Bobby Lowe. He's sneaking in, and he encounters a guard. And the guard has this line. Hey, who are you? <laughs> Me, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> right, and then he sneaks in to this secret base and then there's a whole segment where he's like lowering down in this like elevator and there's yeah, this dramatic yep. music yep. like i'm totally getting metal gear solid yeah. like vibes no, from I this whole <laughs> thing yeah there's like, actually three people on the elevator with him that... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah what nice i like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the moment he said Jack the Ripper, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it's even kind of the angle from like the elevator in Snake's Revenge. <laughs> yeah, right. I, okay, this is, I have nowhere else to ever tell this story, but <laughs> the first time I ever played Metal Gear Solid was on an emulator, and the game worked totally fine. But the the elevator invisible people didn't work because I noticed as soon as I got on the elevator, the emulator started like chugging. Mm, I was like, man. why is the game running so bad? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't like the visibility effect. Oh, no. Uh, didn't even need the uh, thermal glasses. Didn't. <laughs> but, but yeah, he, and he goes down to this bond lair. Oh, yeah, totally. And tons of like silver suits. Um, yeah, yeah. And actually, we've got like Yun Chun Yi, Corey Yuan. We've got a bunch of people yeah. It's like silver suits. every every big stunt person that we're gonna see in every Jackie Chan and and you know Yun Bu Sammo Hung movie in the eighties are <laughs> doubling at some point here. Yeah. Um, and it's great because sometimes it'll be the same person doubling in multiple different shots sure yeah. In the distance yeah my my two favorites in this sequence is if you see you'll see mars but he's got like a fake mustache on which is really funny <laughs> and then um there's a like right at the end of this big fight scene uh bobby like does the bruce lee like jump on the guy's chest and that's actually uh benny Lai, uh our our super kicker yeah. from police story 2 which is really fun to see that. And this is a little earlier than I would have expected him to, to expected to see him in a movie. And um, yeah, Mars gets tossed into that vat of like red liquid, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's what Roy Haran was drinking. I mean. Yeah, that's, that's oh, what yeah, I thought. My brain went there too. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> it's the it's the what was it, like deer blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That's where like, he gets it they, from. They, they made they made way too much for that scene, so they had to use it somewhere. That's Perfect. the reservoir. That's his personal stash. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I wanted uh, Super Inframan to show up at some point, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a very Toku kind of for kind real. Of yeah, yeah. There is, I mean, obviously this whole scene is great, but one of my favorites is this like caveman kind of guy comes right. out <laughs> to fight, oh, dude. Yeah. Um. And there's one bit where he like runs at 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 Bobby with a, a crate, and there's this amazing slow mo shot where he kicks through the crate, oh, and it gets, man. like shattering everywhere. So good, yeah. so good. And not only that, yeah, Barney it's Rubble like, looking. Yep, baby it's powder like, explodes. Really <laughs> yeah. nice slow mo shot. Powder. But you also see like he lands right on his head. Like you see his head mm-hmm. whip back from that kick. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, so cool. It looks really nice. When we get some cool staff stuff with like like really resourceful use of just like these rods that are part of the construction. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. Awesome. And so, you know, we've talked about Yoon Byu doubling a lot, but I've got to get credit to uh, Kim Tae-jung cause he, yeah, he looks oh, really yeah. powerful in this film and he does a lot of the, his own work too. Like you see his face through a lot of these sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kim Tae-jung is really good. Like it's, it's, um, he was, you know, he's a Korean guy. He's only in a few Hong Kong movies. Um, and it's almost a shame because like it was, they, it feels like they kind of got him because he kind of sort of looks like Bruce Lee kind of right, sort of. Right. And, and it, you know, it's, there's just not too many things with him, but he's, he's good. And he's, he's pretty good as a, as a leading man too. Yeah. So so there, so now he he. Well, it, it, I think Alex <laughs> wanted to say something. Yeah, before quick. we get to the floor. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So he fights yeah. a caveman, right? <laughs> like, yeah. are they deliberately going for like a? All right, he's infiltrated this like science fiction environment, and he and he like beats up like thirty future people, but but like. Is that reveal like, but is he ready to take on the past like a caveman? (laughs) And then, like, it's like a statement about something I don't understand. (laughs) Totally. Is that what they're going for? I love the big brain take, but there's no way that they're thinking about it. Why would there be a caveman? (laughs) Oh, man. Because it looks cool. We've got to cut that trailer, though, that's like super caveman focused and like time travel. It's probably the, the guy was like, I'm got these big old muscles and the future suits do nothing for me. So <laughs> yeah, I brought this caveman outfit from home. <laughs> All we have is leopard print, sir. Yeah. Oh, well, so right. something yeah. up. <laughs> and then we have like a little bit of, yeah, like tricky kind of ingenuity. Um, yeah. So why else would he be too. fighting a caveman in like a James Bond, <laughs> like moon <laughs> base? <laughs> Someone Maybe. had to make a decision, right? No, yeah, his goal should be to get to the time machine to go back and save Billy. I'm not I'm not implying oh. there's an existence <laughs> of a time machine. I'm just saying, like, is that like some sort of like brain thing that is intent that my brain is doing like because they wanted it to do that? <laughs> <laughs> or is this like a, I just have a terrible brain kind of thing? No, I think somebody wanted to do it. M- maybe it's even just the actor, like <laughs> doing yeah. his own wardrobe that day. Yeah, he just showed up. He just showed up at set. That someone day. somewhere had to justify that to someone else on set. <laughs> yeah, that much I know. They didn't just throw that on that guy. Someone had to pitch that idea. Sorry. 
No, we can go okay. onto the floor now. That's okay. No, that's great. The other I thing that I mean, since since we're still talking about that, dude, the other thing I love <laughs> is that they he defeats him using a Boston crab, where you like spin the dude like face yeah. down and like wrenches their legs back. I love that he. Used oh that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Matthew. Okay, now I can make my Dungeons and Dragons joke. Do it. Sorry. sorry. Do it, No, you're fine. It's, it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, now he's. Uh, the, this this one guy comes at him and he he flings him into this trapped floor, and so he has to use a he has to use a a ten foot pole to check for traps and, and then yeah. have to use his engine. it's it's a very Dungeons and Dragons little sequence where <laughs> oh dude totally. where he he like the floor is trapped and so he like like ties a rope onto this spear thing that all of the future men were fighting him with earlier <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, so he can he can throw it and hook it on it kind of gave me like a cube vibe if you've seen the movie cube oh sure yeah like a death trap yeah well this is the tower of death mm-hmm. what we're saying is every movie and video game after this stole from this movie. yeah everyone <laughs> yeah, saw game of death too and um <laughs> they all went home and started bands that's exactly <laughs> yeah truly the velvet underground of movies but but yeah, and so he he gets in, he gets his little like Indiana Jones swing for the last little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, and now he has to fight one more sub boss before he gets to the final boss. Yeah, it's boss. awesome. We get kind of two final bosses sort of. So we have Wei Hoi San coming back. And, oh. Well, actually, this is his only scene in the movie. Dude, so great. He's the um, best. Yeah. Every time he's on screen. I mean, he's the guy that you just call up, hey, man, we need a great performance. All right, I'll be right over. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be a Shaolin monk this time? Uh, sure. Yep. Do you want me yeah, to bring my caveman clothes? <laughs> no, they're not. They're not for me. <laughs> oh, dude, plot thickens. Nice. Yeah, that's like on his rider, and it's like he wouldn't come out of his trip. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the other thing that's awesome is we get to the end of the movie, um, or like I think is awesome is. Um, we end up getting like kind of a higher concentration of Yun Bu doubling. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you were mentioning, Carlos, like Kim Taejong is awesome. It's like, it's definitely zero shade whatsoever, but it's more just like, what a treat that we get to have all this awesome, like acrobatic Yun Bu stuff and to have Yun Bu, you know, against Lei Hoi San. And then shortly afterwards, like against Huang Zhang Li, it's yeah. Yeah. It really, I don't know. It really fulfills something. Oh, yeah. Especially when the weapon's involved. So, yeah, you, you've got this sequence where they start hand-to-hand, and then Lei Hoi-sang uh, basically gets this big halberd that he's using. And, yeah, seeing yun kind of cartwheel his way and navigate between those swings is perfect. Mm-hmm. And there is one cool, like you said, another kind of Bruce Lee Easter egg where where Kim Tai-chung, get, like, puts the puts like he's fighting with like this vase uh which is pretty cool and when he puts it down he like puts his foot on it and does like the come here yeah it's cool and uh, they actually give like a sound effect for that gesture it does like a i don't want to say like a slide whistle but like a synth like like (laughs) sound effect for it It's just pretty fun. There's some comedic moments throughout this fight, too, that I really mm-hmm. appreciate. Like, yeah, landing that vase on his toe and Lei Hoi Sang's kind of like, ow, ow, ow. And then he's yeah. doing this move where he's spinning the, the spear <laughs> on his back and he, he like, 
goes in the wrong direction and doesn't realize he's already passed Bobby. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, after he defeats him, he does like kind of this like takedown to defeat him. Then he makes his way to the casket, and just as he gets to the casket, you're seeing the true villain which is surprise it was huang Uh. john lee all along and i love (laughs) that it's like hey i'm here to know what the truth is and he's like oh it's none of your business and basically it's just like (laughs) hey i just want to sell drugs (laughs) 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 he's like i faked my death so the interpol guys who are all the foreigners that they showed in the funeral at the temple um i wanted to you know take them off my trail so i had them steal away my coffin and then your brother died because he got too close to uh so it was like his fault and i just wanted to sell drugs because martial arts is cool but i want to make money (laughs) 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 that's like damn right fair (laughs) yeah king shit yeah don't knock the hustle right (laughs) I mean, it's he's made enough money to have this really cool fortress. So yeah, let's say he probably had more money if he didn't shell it out on this. Do you have inverted tower money? Do you own yeah, a right. caveman? I didn't think you know. so. <laughs> right. <laughs> but here's our reward for all of this madness. Yeah. We get uh, Huang Zhang Li doing his thing, man. Dude, let's just only watch Huang John Lee films from now on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Where is the Secret I mean, Rivals, the, right? Silver Fox? Oh, like, no, dude, let's, Secret let's, Rivals, yeah, Secret Rivals hit. 2. Yep. Oh, man. Snuff Bottle Connection. The, but, um, oh, I was going to say, the final fight in this is incredible. Like, I've seen is. a lot of Bruceploitation shit. <laughs> this is yeah. like like 10 calibers above anything in any one of them that I've seen. Yeah. It's like every single shot is like so dynamic, fast, exciting, like acrobatic, creative. It's, um, and it's kind of a strange set, right? It's like, there's a lot of open space, but then there are these kind of like rafters to the side that even find a way to like use all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh man, it's more towards the end of the fight, but when Yunbyu like jumps off that little piece of wall and backflips off, oh fuck, so yeah. Good. There's there's and there's that's that's another awesome acrobatics. It's early whenever he's he like flips onto his back and then like is doing like a handstand and is like fighting with his feet while on his hands and then flips back up. Oh, yeah. it's like this. I'm gonna make like 15 gifts of just this fight, <laughs> and it is it's long too. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, like not it necessarily is. long by like these standards, but it's. I feel like the last several like kind of golden age Hong Kong films we've covered have had kind of like truncated final fights, right? And this is just like a good old epic, man. All all of this hidden away in Game of Death too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. That's another note that I made was that I don't get why this is in this movie. It's actually it's um I mean this happens in a lot of I think that's kind of the 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 cool thing about wa- watching these like more kind of obscure uh, I guess this isn't super obscure but it's a little obscure yeah, um, yeah for sure uh Hong Kong movies is that there'll just be even if most of the movie's not good there'll be stuff where you're like whoa where did this come from yeah or like there'll be some you know basically like guest fighter almost in it that, that shows yeah. up. Um, Cause uh, that's, it, it made me kind of think of in uh, uh twinkle, twinkle, lucky stars. 
kind of yeah. secretly has like a 40 minute long you and Bue, Jackie Chan buddy cop movie in the right, middle of right. it. That's better than like everything else in the movie. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, there's just these like it's like it it's almost feels like mining for gold. There's like little mm-hmm. nuggets that you'll find in the middle of of, of everything else. That's yeah, just one totally. of the reasons I I love movies so much is that mm-hmm. there's an like an infinite amount of them, and usually there's at least three things in it that are just w- make a movie worth watching, you know? Oh man, and, and dude, that's so like beautiful. I love, I love that. You just, yeah, they're, you can find a lot in hidden away in forgotten movies. I, it's, yeah, it's, there, it's there are great. very few movies that truly have no redeeming qualities. I've like, seen some. There, there's a, there's a few. <laughs> I've, there's, there, it's not, the number's not zero, but no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of movies, especially like there's some really bad movies that at least someone was like trying something, even if mm-hmm. they failed miserably, and you can pull something from that, you know? It's but, what an art form. What an art form. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get, hey, guess what? 90, 90 whatever episodes into this show. Movies, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we like love em. the cinema. Anyway, back to Game of Death 2. <laughs> yeah, so with this fight, we've got... Kino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not just Huang Zhang Li normal doing his great kicking. He actually does weapon fighting, too, which is something you don't see very often. At the yeah. beginning of the film, they show him using this, like, uh, bulkhead, like a wooden sword. And he, it seems like he has this secret technique or just they establish a, the power be- behind his strikes. And then eventually in the fight, he uses that lovely, like, spinning platform, cur- you know, like, throne slash coffin uh, to yeah. kind of, kind of hide away and grab this bulkhead, and then yeah. the fighting. He has all of his heart, so he can shoot out a little energy beam. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, attacking. and I mean, but the the level of the fighting and the the speed of the choreography ratchets up for this final segment, and Dude, it's totally wow. It's super, super good, super good. Mm-hmm. And the like the final blow is like it's it's hard to describe because a lot of stuff happens really fast. Because like the 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 uh, the monk, the Li Hui Song, isn't actually dead, and he tries to get a grab on him, but then uh, Bobby tricks. Uh, yeah, he's Long, like Hong fighting Jung-Li with this stabbing kind of like, him, like a, like a bullfighter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Really cool. Um, but yeah, and he gets him to stab him, and then like skewers them on on each other and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really a, cool. I'll have to make a gif of that. It's a shish kebab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then the 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 final bit is him falling back into the coffin uh and and <laughs> them closing the, the rest of his body into the coffin and closing it which is that's a that's a very cool way to, yeah. to end the yeah, show totally that's not the last shot of the movie though the last shot of the movie actually for like a dumb part of my brain is he's walking away back towards the um like blowing <laughs> up hallway yeah and I'm and yeah. I and, and the fucking cinema sin sorry I swore uh the cinema sins part of my brain <laughs> wait 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 like, wait now we're we're not as we're not as oh, okay the it, fucking no. cinema sins part of my brain uh uh was like the rope blew up how are you gonna get over that trap now dog that's my Dude, yeah. yeah that's my he, last note. <laughs> he's walking like, like confidently towards it and, and and it fades out before he gets to it but it's like in the yeah. foreground of the shot they're not oh, hiding maybe it's the- like a butch and sundance thing though like he's walking yeah. to certain death now that he's like yeah. fulfilled 
Yeah, they're not hiding the Metal Gear Solid 4 radiation tunnel. <laughs> like, he's walking right towards it. <laughs> I like I like what Marty said, though. It's like a, almost this Sundance Kid, like, sacrificial, like, confident <laughs> walk away. <laughs> that's That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, the boring answer is that there's probably controls on the other side that you just don't see because caveman had to walk through it at some point there's oh, all these those telephones on the wall and stuff maybe he's just gonna call somebody to pick him up <laughs> <laughs> call his mom to yeah come down <laughs> and she's like billy was my <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong kid, kid died, died. <laughs> 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 <sighs> when are we gonna do walk hard on uh, heroes three it's like literally one of the best <laughs> movies of all time oh god that's so good but yeah, Game of Death 2, I was shocked. Like whenever when we were talking about doing this as like kind of our, our final movie, essentially for talking about Bruce Lee, I was like kind of surprised because like it was just funny hearing like I saw this, you know, in like a list of movies that like, you know, had footage of Bruce Lee in it. Yeah. yeah. And I it was just funny hearing Marty say like, Game of Death 2 is one of my favorite Hong Kong movies. <laughs> and I was like, really? Huh? Okay. But I, I do see it now, though. Like, it is yeah. it is everything that we love on this show. Yeah, it's really hard, though, I feel like, make the case for it. And I, I remember when, like, I think I, I saw it for the first time, like, in college. I mean, only really had a f- handful of people in my life that were at all interested in, you know, action cinema or whatever. And, yeah, again, total... There was no way to to sell them on it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, what a crazy, interesting project that like says so much about like the spirit of Hong Kong filmmakers at this time, Um, even if it doesn't ultimately say all that much about Bruce and Mm -hmm. kind of what his ambitions for for cinema and martial arts were. And I think it I don't know, in some ways it kind of signals um, definitely not intentionally, but sort of signals like where the future of like Asian action cinema is going to be. And it's like as silly, let's say as like the helicopter scene is, it's like even something like that kind of is like a foreshadow to a sort of Jackie Chan ish kind of stunt. And, Mm. um, you know, it's like there, there would, there still is all this potential, you know, for Kung Fu cinema, but it's like a lot of it lies in kind of, the cleverness of the sequence and some of the antics and like almost kind of like this, yeah, the circus, you know, Peking opera side of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's game of death too. It's, it's like a weird little piece of memorabilia or something in that way where it's, I don't know, to me, it's clear. Like it kind of divides the audience pretty neatly. Like if you came to this stuff all for Bruce, I could see you have like being really frustrated Mm-hmm. with Game of Death 2 and thinking it's kind of pointless. Um, you know, I think for someone that's, like, just interested in kind of, like, the balletic quality of, like, the action in the camera and, like, just some of the madcap, like, zaniness, yeah, this is, like, one of the greatest movies for that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, so grateful this came together, although obviously, like, tragic catalyst, but I think... In many ways, it kind of, I don't know, corrects some of the like bad karma of Game of Death 1, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, too. Um, I, like I was mentioning before, though, I, I do want to really punctuate Roy Haran being a, such a big part of this film. And I think that 
it's kind of weird in a way to me that I feel kind of like in a similar way that I think people feel about like with game of death about bruce not being here now it's like oh dude you sure. know roy haran's not here anymore and mm. i mean i think this is probably like his most notable role and i mean maybe not his most iconic but i think he looks so cool in this movie and i i love hearing him talk about it so i'd highly recommend if anybody can track down any um any any time anybody is talking to Roy Haran you should probably listen to it because he just <laughs> has such a good energy and I think he he ended up in such a like positive place in his life yeah. and uh hearing him explain like his feelings on life is just uh, I don't know I feel like it's very fulfilling for fulfilling Yeah I mean he he left behind like a really great yeah like a really great array of material especially like in his like some of his later years there's a lot of like mindfulness and like meditation and kind of like yoga technique that he he shared on like youtube instagram and other like platforms and you know definitely it's still really raw and he's gone too soon but you know contrasting like his story with bruce's you know rory did get to live to a somewhat ripe old age and Mm. really Mm. seemed to find peace like you're saying carlos and um, you know, raised a beautiful family and stuff. So it's um, pretty great. That's, yeah. Awesome yeah. story. RIP. This is such a weird artifact of a movie. Um, Dude, I feel totally. I, 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 if anyone's curious and hasn't seen it, I would track down the person that doesn't have footage of his dead body in it. Cause yeah, that's that, good. that felt, that just feels so gross. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. and that something this good made with this, many talented people um came out of like bruce exploitation which is just like the most horrific like subgenre imaginable right like (laughs) you you became like the biggest star in like half the world and then like right as you're about to like peak you die and then a bunch of people who want to make money on you disagree with that idea yeah um, you're not allowed to die because we're not done making money off of you. And so Dude, they prop yeah. your corpse up, sometimes showing your literal corpse <laughs> on screen, like regularly. Like there's other Bruce exploitation movies that use that same fucking footage too. Yeah. Um, it, and and uh, uh, it's like a nightmare scenario. Like, Dude, totally. Uh, uh, maybe no one until like Kurt Cobain went through that, you know, whose like image was like, it was recycled and reused in a bunch of ways. He would never, never fucking want. And, uh, uh, in that process of like, just, just the worst martial arts films imaginable. I had that 50 movie martial arts collection and it smelled terrible. Um, like literally it smelled like I couldn't stand the smell. And when I watch movies like this, I, I, I get some kind of like sense memory of how bad that cardboard box smelled. Whoa. Um, it's very bizarre. Uh, uh, I think it's just the texture of, of like Hong Kong seventies movies just kind of brings it back for me. <laughs> but like, I love that this is manages to be as good as it is. It manages to undo a lot of like just the the most insane weekends at weekend at Bernie's you can imagine that <laughs> happening. Game of Death one, um, yeah. and it's pretty good. And obviously, you know, talented people worked on it, and it's worth a watch. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
if you if you are continue if you are still interested in the subject of Bruce exploitation, uh, Justin Lin made a pretty good mockumentary about it called Finishing the Game, which Whoa. um really ex- oh dude I don't know that. It, uh, it, it's 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 pretty funny. I actually I really like it. it. Actually, has a lot of the cast from Tokyo Drift in it. Um, oh, cool. Uh, but it's all it's just about like where were like Asian people in Hollywood at that time, and it's like who's gonna be the next this guy? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's like you are all vying in a competition to be the next Bruce Lee. And it's like you're not going to be the next you. You're going to be the next yeah. this right, guy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. And, and, and and that's horrifying. This the idea that this is a genre with a name is horrifying. Game <laughs> yeah, of Death totally. two, pretty good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I I totally feel what you're saying. I do I do feel like within the realm of Bruce exploitation, there are like these kind of gems that you can find. I feel like for me, Game of Death two is probably at the top of that mountain. But there are some other movies that kind of figure out a way to do their own thing but i mean they all kind of do suffer from some of these sins as well but um i mean and i mean i've been watching a lot of bruce exploitation lately just to kind of sift through stuff that i had seen before try mm. to find newer stuff and i do think that there's some cool ones i didn't really prepare anything for this episode but i i think maybe next episode i'll get into some of the ones that are pretty pretty fun and worth checking out but um i Again, I would have to recommend there's a there's a podcast called The Clones Cast. And actually Michael Worth, one of the co-hosts who works in the industry, um he did actually a really nice um uh little kind of a tribute interview thing with Roy Haran because mm. he's 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 very knowledgeable about Bruce exploitation um and uh he's been putting together basically a documentary about it and he had in 2016, he did an interview with Roy Haran and compiled some of that material into a little tribute, which is really nice. But I feel like um, they do uh, cover uh, these films in a similar format to how we do it, where we just kind of talk about the movie as it goes through the plot and pick it apart. Um, and there's some crazy stuff in some of these exploitation films. I've I've talked to Matthew about it a little bit before we've recorded in the last couple episodes, but yeah, ne- next episode I'll try to put together something more uh more meaty for that. But yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying, Alex. But I do feel like in a similar way to Game of Death, maybe not reaching as high a level, there are some fun things to find in Bruceploitation. But totally. you also, yeah, really have to understand that, yeah, this is basically all a, a scaffolding put together over the grave of this man that left us too soon, which is pretty crazy to think it, about. It's a Lovecraftian horror of a thing yeah. that exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, right, right, right. I mean, what's also funny... Sorry, it's not at all funny. It's weird. Um, but it's a it's a little funny in a dark way. Yeah, <laughs> funny in the dark is like you know this isn't the dawn of exploitative also ran Hong Kong mm. films like we've talked about before. It's like anything that hit with any popularity, like people are rushing to make a movie to yeah. like steal shots yeah. and like you know hodgepodge things together that they don't really have any like claim to. Um, and so that's, that's really strange context to blue to Bruce exploitation is that there's already a exploitation machine yeah. like up and running yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just ready to pounce when, when Bruce mm-hmm. dies. It's, 
it's like a crazy thought. And, um, I guess I would say like the kind of the times that we live in now, I, I, I don't know, knock on wood, but we don't exactly have those same kind of like exploitative machines. Um, I mean, well, we've had, we've had the like straight to straight to videos, CG, like Pixar knockoffs and stuff like that. Well, the um, thing that I was going to bring up that's, uh, maybe a darker way to end this than I really want to, but <laughs> we have, we literally have the technology to make mm. dead people yeah. appear on no, screen again. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the, the creepy star Wars, like creepy Tarkin you know, he's, and, he's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Yes. With, uh, uh, Tarkin, the, the man has been dead for decades, but like, with, you know, Mark Hamill, like, you know, Mark Hamill's still alive, but there's, you know, the creepy CG Luke and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, this technology isn't good right now. It's still very disturbing, but its implications yeah, are uncanny. more disturbing. Yeah. Again, yeah, totally. the money And, like, can... deep fakery in general. Yeah, the yeah. money can decide that it's, you're not dead. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like, totally. you, you have died. Not that that's not going to work for our release schedule. So we're going to need you to be in more movies <laughs> or yeah. like your our only bankable stars are in their 50s or 60s, but they're supposed to be playing a person in their 20s or 30s. Mm. We'll we'll just make them look like how they did whenever they were younger. Yeah. yeah. Right. Bada bada yeah. boom bada bing. But it's like the, the machine that was like in play here in Hong Kong. It's like it didn't care at all about like life rights or. Mm. Yeah. Like it no. didn't operate with any kind of realms of like law or order or anything. And um, it's also part of what's exciting about it, I guess. Um, it, whereas it's like, I, I don't know, in some ways it's like, yeah, there's something I think even more creepy, like about what you guys are talking about. It's like, oh yeah, this person's heir signed off for us to, you know, use their face at Coachella or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and I what I was going to say is at some years back, and I, I forget, I, I feel like it was like mid-2000s, maybe late 2000s, there was a Chinese advertisement using Bruce Lee's likeness, and it was like for like whiskey or something, if I'm remembering right. And I remember when that came out, people were like sharing that online, and I was like, man, that's, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> and yeah. I also feel like... Bru- maybe Bruce Lee wouldn't advertise that, you know, like, um, I mean, knowing what I know about Bruce Lee, I mean, basically he would only drink sake and he wouldn't really drink anything else. So I, I feel well, like I you're going to say he wasn't going to like sell out to like commercials. <laughs> well, that, that too, you know, we, d- we don't know where his career would have gone. So who knows, mm-hmm. maybe he would have eventually done something like that, but I think it's kind of, kind of creepy to be use. like water. Bruce yeah. water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. A daily but dose of electrolytes. It's just kind of creepy yeah. to me. Do you remember it was like Guitar Hero 5 or something? Yes. Where they, yep. where like yeah. Courtney Love signed off on Kurt Cobain's yeah. like likeness rights. So you Bet. get footage of him like singing Bon Jovi on stage with like Ugh. Xbox avatars. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's bad news. <laughs> Yikes. It's a mess. Yeah. Uh, we live in a hell world. It's Subscribe bad. to Swim Fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like there's one there's one more thing thing I wanted to say. Oh yeah, about. go for it. Have you heard of a movie called Bruce Lee Fights Back from the Grave? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean I can I, I have can talk okay, about that, it. the first like thirty seconds of that movie is the most incredible fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Where it's 
uh, 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 like a like an optical zoom into like the worst looking I don't like whatever they had for in the seventies for Photoshop of a grave that says Bruce Lee, and then it cuts to just an Asian man jumping out of a grave, yeah. and then it cuts to like the worst painting of like it looks like Bruce Lee's fighting one of those bats from Comic Zone, um, and, and it does, it's just. Yeah, and then a completely yeah. different movie starts. Yeah, if I remember right, I think lightning strikes the, the yeah, grave and yeah, then he jumps yeah. out. Yeah, and the the rest of the film, I believe, is a completely unrelated film. Um, yeah, <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> really cool what poster though. That poster rules. <laughs> the poster rips though. I want that yeah. like airbrushed onto the side of a van. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What a. Bring it back to something a little more, a little more uh, positive. That was the thing I was kind of. It was kind of nice that we, we were ending this on Game of Death too, because it is such a good movie. It's yeah. such a fun movie, and I feel like if we had ended on Game of Death one or Game of Death seventy eight, we would have been like, mm-hmm. kind of leaves a weird thing. But this is like, yeah. oh yeah, these movies rule, and you know, and 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 Bruce Lee's legacy is fascinating, and you know his. His movies exist in a really cool, interesting time, and they're amazing to watch now. Mm-hmm. But Hong Kong cinema did go on and went to different paths, and different directors did different things. And you know, Yun Wu Ping's a legend, and it's cool to get to see him fairly early on in his like you know action direction uh, career. Yeah, totally. It's interesting. It's like even though Bruce would never be replaceable, and like we have the benefit of like so many decades of hindsight to like just completely confirm that it's like in many ways hong kong cinema is like just getting started and Mm. i don't know that's super exciting well thank you so much for checking out our show if you like it you can leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on like apple podcasts or spotify or whatever um you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter we're at here's the number three podcast on all three of them and you can shoot us an email if you want. Uh, we've gotten a few really nice emails from people, which we appreciate a lot. Um, and our email is heroes the number three podcast at gmail.com. Alex, what do you got to what do you got to shill? Oh, uh, every if if you're not tired of terrible jokes that are basically <laughs> non sequiturs, I have an entire <laughs> show about that called Swim Fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, uh, it, that's you can find us at swimfanspod.com or Twitter and Instagram at swimfanspod. Um, for myself, you can follow me on Twitter at diatron5. Check check it out. Check it out. Check it out. These guys have all been on it. So yeah. So uh, we are now done with the Bruce Lee arc, but this is going to lead us into a fascinating arc that I'm really excited to get into. So Carlos, what is our training for next week? Well, yeah, we're going to be talking about Hong Kong as an industry moving away from Hong Kong in a way. So um, I think a good way to transition us outside of Bruce Lee and towards uh, the United States is going to be uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. So we did see Corey Yoon in this film shortly, in uh, getting his butt whooped a little bit. But uh, this will be uh, Corey Yoon's American film directorial debut. This came out in 1985, and it's from Seasonal Films. And Ng Si Yoon, the director of Game of Death 2, is heavily involved with this, and also um, Roy Haran in, in a way, too. So I think that this will be a really cool way to move us out of Hong Kong and uh, back to the United States, which is 
you know, kind of us breaking the rules, but we make our own rules. So whatever, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, it's such a smart like bridge to kind of get into this um, topic. And like we're saying, it's like of all the crazy <laughs> stuff that like Game of Death 2 is maybe like showcasing, it's definitely like this incredible action cinema potential. And like, yes, that has huge ramifications ultimately for, for Hollywood, too. Yeah, and we'll talk about that quite a bit, too. What Bruce Lee meant for an industry and what that uh, vacuum kind of left us with uh, and how people responded to that and how Hong Kong evolved uh, to kind of, I guess, find themselves in a film industry without Bruce. Well, until next time, where we're checking out No Retreat, No Surrender, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And you know I'm Alex. (laughs) We are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.